Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Doctor and the Dummy, featuring myself, Philip Distin. And myself, Dr. Caroline Iskowitz. This podcast is two budding entrepreneurs bringing value to the community and discussing a multitude of topics. That's right. There really is no topic off limit, as long as the doctor approves. So this is part two of the two-part series on time management. We did the last one. The last podcast was time management for business and social life, um, scheduling, controlling your own destiny in your business and meeting your friends. Now this one, um, we're going to touch on friendships again, because this one is about relationships and your own me time, as we like to call it, me time. It's a big thing nowadays. Um, so we're kind of going to get into this one. Now, I know the doctor's excited about this one because her mm-hmm. background when she was doing therapy was in family therapy and, and creating family relationships. So that's exciting for her. Um, she's also hot on the dating scene in Florida. So she's, uh, <laughs> she's now looking at me in shock. She thinks I'll stick her up. But she's, you know, she is, um, obviously, as she said before, she's got no family. She's got no kids um, and no other significant half at the moment. Um, so she's going to touch on that side of it. And I am in relationships. So we can look at the pros and cons of businesses, relationships, finding me time, balancing, all of that. So there will be some mention of business, I imagine, because as I said before, my other half it is my upline in my network marketing business. So that's kind of great mm-hmm. it's great it really is it works well when we're firing obviously there is that kind of bit where you come to loggerheads at certain points um because we're both kind of stubborn and driven that sometimes it comes a bit but it's fine um and we find time to work on that and we've touched on it before um that i am a big fan of cinema and i go to cinema a lot of my, my other half so i'm sure we'll jump into that so relationships and me time now relationships wise what what <laughs> Let's look at family. I'm going to break you in gently, Doc. <laughs> Let's start with an easy those, one. <laughs> those, those that don't know, we obviously do this on a video call as well. So I can see the doc. So I can see her face. As soon as I mention relationships, dating, it kind of goes a bit weird, like I'm going to stitch her up, which I'm not. So we're going to touch on family because family is an important relationship dynamic. And I know you're mm-hmm. massively big on family dynamics on how relationships mm-hmm. work. Um, so yeah. I know that my... Let's look at it simple. So family dynamics their support, mm-hmm. how important is their support compared to your friend's support with what you do in life, so business or whatever? Yeah, I think it, it's very complex, actually, I think for entrepreneurs, because a lot of times maybe the family doesn't understand our entrepreneurship. Um, so that's like another, I mean, I'll touch on that in this episode, but I think like I feel very fortunate and grateful that my parents have been super supportive of me being an entrepreneur because education is big in my family, but my sister is an actress and a writer in New York City. So, I mean, she kind of paved the wave, I think, for me because like education was, is still very important to me, but as an entrepreneur, it's a different life. Like you have to change your mindset. It's a very powerful mindset that you have to change. And I think with, when it comes to family dynamics, having their support, it just makes it that much easier because being an entrepreneur is not easy. I don't care what people tell you. Um, It takes work. It takes time. It takes energy. And that's why a lot of people quit because they give up. And I mean, eventually if you keep moving forward, you're going to be successful. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, successful successful people are just people that don't quit is is the biggest phrase that you can can say to people. You're only going to, you know, just don't quit don't quit on whatever you started just keep going look for the the mistakes you're making correct those mistakes and speak to people you probably are not unless you are an absolute out there 
out of the box genius. The business you're doing, especially network marketing, somebody's done it before. But for me, dog walking as well, somebody's done it before. So I can take tips and pros. So look at other people as well. Don't don't internalize and just don't quit on yourself. Um, right. No, that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. And because I think that it is very valuable. And I think like with family dynamics, just having the support of my parents, I don't know if I would be an entrepreneur if it wasn't for my parents, like being able to say like, we will, we support you and we know this is something you're passionate about and we know you can be successful in it. So like having that has been the deciding factor of me keep like on continuing on because it's e like, I mean, well, I was going to say it's easy having a job, but I don't think it is anymore at this point in like nine to fives, like you could lose your job. But I think doing something that I love and I've created has been monumental, but like knowing my parents are always like, you can do this. And like having that constant support has com been completely vital for me personally. But I don't know about like for you, Phil, like with family dynamics, what do you think has been helpful for you? Like going into network marketing and your dog business? Um, definitely support. Now I've, people that know me will know my mother because that's just part of it. Cause the school I went to friends, we all know each other's parents. It's still a parents thing. And you know, everyone knows mom and mom will still call my best friends, son, number one, son, number two, son, number three, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Cause I should be, I should be son number one. She just called me son. <laughs> so there's son number one, two, three, which, which are my friends. Now my mom is very supportive of what I do. Um, with the dog business, she's involved in the dog business. She does a lot of home sitting for me. So she treats it as a holiday. So somebody pay us to go look after their dog in the house. And mum has a week holiday, basically, is the way she looks at it. She doesn't go too far, still within the same city, but it's a new surroundings, new house, and she loves it. Mm -hmm. so, but she's been very supportive of that, um, helping me uh, not only with her time, but with financial support as well. Because mum, you know, I, I literally quit my job. I didn't have a lot of savings, but it's something I wanted to do, something I was passionate about. So she said, right, let's do it. Um, I was unfortunate enough and then i said well unfortunately but we inherited some money it's unfortunate because obviously i had to lose somebody to gain that and that was my nan who was a massive key part of my life um she brought me up when my mum was a single mum working so that family dynamic so my nan always believed that i should do something i wanted to do but i never did it until my nan passed away so i'm sure she's up there now or wherever she is proud beaming happy that i am pursuing my dreams now when you say about being creative as entrepreneurs um we've talked about this before. It's the education system, I think, and the older generation. Now I think we're going forward into a, a whole new world of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, everybody is entrepreneur, crazy, mad, whatever you want to do, because as we all become entrepreneurs, so, so ourselves, if we ever have children, then we're going to be fully supportive of them as entrepreneurs because we were entrepreneurs. I think mm -hmm. the, the generation before us was just switching. So the 80s, 90s was a big growth for entrepreneurs, network marketing, things like that. But before that, everybody was working nine to fives or working for a specific job because that was kind of the way. And I think the war had a big thing on that, the depression before that. Those things have an impact on how we go. But now we're in a, in a, in a boom of prosperity that it's easier, not in don't say easy it's easier to start your own business mm -hmm. you know there's support there for you people have done it before whatever whatever's going on so you can start and there is no kind of like i said there's no guarantee in a nine-to-five job anymore it's not mm -hmm. you go to work till you're 62 you get your pension or wherever it is in america mm -hmm. is it 401k yeah that sounds like a robot um 401k yeah. sorry it's a pension scheme there's no guarantee that you're going to have that job and nobody really nowadays stays in a job for 40 years like they used to right you know, being 
unless the military. So a lot of people stay in the military, do their full 24 years and come out and retire and do something else, or they may stay in till, till whenever. Those, the military to me is one of the only places I think still where as long as you're doing what you should be doing, you don't have any misdemeanors or something, you can stay in that job for, for life. That's you know, one, of those, one of those things. But there's no guarantee doing a normal job that you're going to have that job for longer than three years. Right. I think that that's, is that the average? I think it's even less than that now. The average person since stays in a job is less than three years, I think, now. So mm-hmm. my family's always been supportive. My dad, when I now look at it, was an entrepreneur in a weird way. He owned his own business with um, lorry driving over here, so he did a lot of haulage, so um, building sites like clearing away rubble, delivering sand, delivering whatever, whatever, whatever building sites needed. And he had three lorries working for him. Um, before that he was self-employed himself but that is still entrepreneurial because he believed he could sort of balance his own time demand a little bit more money i suppose for having your own lorries and go from there now he's gone backwards not, not gone backwards he's gone into a place now where he's older where he's in a steady job um but he's developed a great relationship with the person that owns that business he's known him for years within that industry so he is almost kind of secure they can't get rid of him and you do get those odd those odd things i mean it's like uh is it tenure in America for the universities where the you know, college lecturers then can't lose their job? Yeah. So there is still mm-hmm. still that kind of thing, unless the doc, you know, unless the whoever's got tenure does something outrageously stupid and kills somebody or something, they're not going to lose their job. They're paid to research, mm-hmm. paid to do whatever they do. They might not even teach anymore. Um, that's a weird right. situation. But my family, mm-hmm. as I said, my mum, uh, my dad, basically, whatever I want to do, he's fully behind me. He doesn't question it. Doesn't even like yeah great go for it it's not even like yeah. it. it doesn't even ask why you know I mean? <laughs> which is great because as i said before on previous podcasts he left when i was young um so now he is more he's still my dad but we're more like a and i think this is more common with male father son bonding we're more like friends now because i've reached that age where i'm no longer needing his support as a child i suppose once you get beyond that so we kind of have this banter this kind of whatever it is and he you know he doesn't when i said i quit my business start my dog business, he went no that's good <laughs> that was it basically not like oh why why would you want to do that what, what, what? yeah and i think as much as my mother was supportive she does have a negative tendencies and i think that again is then her her upbringing her mm-hmm. the era they were they were living in yeah there's a lot of culture i mean we were speaking to some friends the other day who had a who who their child went for a um, like an aptitude test for a private school. So they do this mm-hmm. as as a young, so going into preschool. So she's three or four years old or whatever it is, and the report came back and said she's brilliant. She's this, that, the other. There's just something she's struggling with, and they said, "Well, what's she struggling with? Well, she can't understand or comprehend the negative side of positive. She doesn't understand." The, the opposite can is can't and the parents were like yeah and they were like well that's kind of that's she's slowing herself down but she's like, no we, we just don't teach her that she can't do things it's not we, we teach the positive we teach her that she can achieve what she wants but even at that young age she was unable uh-huh. to comprehend what can't mm-hmm. so so it's just oh you can't do that they'd be like yeah i can because she didn't understand the concept of can't it's not something she got and even the educational board there were like Oh, well, maybe we're, maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe this yeah. is something we should go into. And again, she's, you know, her mum's an entrepreneur, her dad's an entrepreneur. So they, that entrepreneurial spirit of, I can do this, I'm not going to quit, I'm going to keep going, there's no such thing as can't, is being passed on to the younger generation. So we're seeing more entrepreneurs, you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the, you know, we slate social media out of time, but with social media, 
it's again easier not easy easier to become an entrepreneur to build an online business which is the way most things are going shop fronts are shutting regularly and um, over here you walk down the high street yeah. and there's you know nine or ten shops that are just empty because yeah. these shops are gone well that's actually i want to go back to what you said about the can and can't because one thing that my mom has always taught and she teaches her students still to this day that like can't is a bad word hmm. essentially and i think that's where like even though my parents aren't entrepreneurs They've always supported us in whatever we do and choose to do, like with our careers, with our lives, because they know we can achieve whatever we set our minds to. So like the example of a three or four year old, like knowing, not knowing the difference, I think that's so vital, knowing that you can do anything you set your mind to, like obviously positive things, um, but being able to really understand that can't slows you down, it slows progression down, because you look at it as, okay, this is just an obstacle that I can overcome. Versus this is like a brick wall and I can't get through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. So um, as we go back to family, because we always we drift off again there, something else. That's me. I drift. Um, so I family it. dynamics, it's on, I know this is your, this was your background. This is what you mm-hmm. kind of did with family therapy and child therapy. Um, if you have a non-supportive family, mm-hmm. how do you get around that? Because if you're a driven individual you are an entrepreneur you've you've picked up this trait from somewhere else it's something you've always wanted to do how do you deal with not isolating yourself from your family and your family not you know teaching you the word can't i suppose do you is that where you lean on your friends more and drift away from your family not entirely because you're always going to love your family that's your home mm-hmm. tribe that's your pride um, whichever you want to go for it but do you need to educate your family more do you need to sit down with them and say look this is what i'm doing educate them or do you need to almost kind of let it roll off you and then go and find somebody that is on your wavelength yeah i think it's you said it on last week on our podcast about like attracting the tribe that you want to attract and like what i think that comes down to a lot of times maybe families don't realize how successful you can be until like you start they start seeing it because a lot of times people can't believe it until they see it, where it's opposite. You have to believe it before you can see it, so you can achieve it. At least that's how I view it. But I think there's a lot of families that want to see that like tangible, concrete, okay, now you're successful, you're making the money, you're sustaining it, versus like the journey. And I think it is very important that you have a support system, whether it's like a Facebook group, whether it's a networking event that you go to weekly, whether it's creating your own community, I think that's the most important because families tend to come around. Um, I mean, I I wasn't dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs when I was doing therapy, but I think part of it comes down to just having a support system, knowing you're not alone because there's so many entrepreneurs out there and there's going to be a group for you and knowing that you're just not alone. And like, just because maybe your family doesn't understand it yet, they eventually will come around. And if they don't, that's just something like I know, there's somebody that I know very closely that her family didn't believe it until they saw how much money she was making. Like actually saw like her bank statement. They're like, Oh, okay. Now we believe you now. Yeah. Oh, well show me this. How can you like yeah. teach me how to do this? Yeah. I mean, so I think that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. There's someone in our, in our business that earns well in excess of whatever is ridiculous enough to earn that month. And her parents are still a bit anti it. Thought, and, and nah, I don't know if this is that. right for you. And you're like, I've got the car, I've got the house, I've got the paychecks, I'm traveling the world. What, what more evidence do you need to see? And, I, and right. to me, that isn't a lack of faith in them. 
um, that's a preconceived concept from their own era because they were never given, right. almost never given that opportunity. And I think it's it's not yeah. bitter. It's not a bitter kind of attitude, but it's something like, no. you know, it's not taught. So there's got to be something wrong with this. This was, this was never taught when I was a kid. So so how is this working? I don't. It's almost a lack of understanding of what's happening. Um, and they still want to put you down. Still want to do that. I mean, it's a bit easier if your business is an obvious. Um, so network marketing is one of the hardest for people to understand. I get that. If you've got an obvious business like my dog walking is, I walk a dog, I get paid. Kind of makes sense to anybody I explain that to. You know, right. but when you say I'm making a residual income from a team that's building here, there, and everywhere by selling product and doing this, people go, hang on a minute, what you're doing what? But then I say to them, Well, look, you shop in Tesco's. It's the same principle. You buy yeah. something from Tesco's, Tesco's makes money, people make money, everyone makes money from you buying that one thing. So it's the same in network marketing. Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's more personal. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's helping people grow a business, helping people have time, freedom, time, leverage, and money leverage. Um, right. And on that, so mm-hmm. we're going to stick to the network marketing for a minute because, as I said before, my other half is my upline in network marketing. If you don't know what upline is network marketing, that's basically the person that brings you into the business. Now, when she started the business, dumbass here was in his negative business of security where there's no such thing as rose-tinted glasses. Everything is a problem we argued for three months about the business because I didn't get it. I, mm-hmm. I'd seen my dad do something similar um, with this when he was younger and it failed. Um, he was then in the whole pyramid section um, and that got outlawed and there's all those bad things. And this is what I tell people now, cause we have a lot of people when they say, well, look, I'll Google what you're doing. It just seems like it doesn't work or it's a scam. It's just the other one I said, so you're finding bad reviews about it. I said, yeah, okay. Now search, search Tesco's. And the first reviews you find at Tesco's, they're normally negative. And that's the way the internet is based because people will only leave comment. People are more likely to leave a negative comment than they are positive. Right. That's just the nature of the way it works. So if you go into TripAdvisor or anything like that, a four or five star rated hotel normally has a really short comment. The bad ones that have more comments are normally paragraph longs because they want to just rant. And that's just the way people is. And we touched on this, I think, last week about the four social media platforms, about Facebook and and Instagram, about negativity and the positivity across things. So the the ease of access of people being able to complain and make these statements um, just happens. And the way that uh, social media and internet works on algorithms, you're always Mm going to find the negatives because there will be more negative. So whenever there's something, when there's more impressions of something about something on the internet, so an impression on the internet, a click, uh, a reading, a writing, whatever that is, if there's more negatives goes on, that's going to come top. So there's more one star ratings. You're going to see more of that than there is five star just because of the algorithm. It will show what the majority of people are saying. Right. And what we say is the people that write negative things about network marketing are those that quit network marketing because they get into it thinking it's a quick fix. Whether they're misled um, by their sponsor, they have a, right. you know, they see other people earning thousand pounds a month. They go, well, I'm going to earn thousand pounds a month. This is really easy. She's, she's only doing five hours a week. He's only doing ten hours a week, and they're, they're now swanning around the world. This is amazing. I'm going to do five ten hours a week. Wrong. Right. <laughs> In network marketing, at the beginning, you cannot do five and ten hours a week and expect to be earning thousands by the end of the year. You need to be exactly. consistent. Um, and mm-hmm. it is a, we tell everyone it's a five five year plan your plan if for the first two years you don't make any money which you know my network marketing business i haven't made a great deal of money in my network marketing business but in those two years my personal development's improved my scheduling's improved 
and I've grown another business and I've started another one because I've got the confidence of what I've learned from network marketing. So to me, there's more to network marketing and the people within my network marketing business have become family, have become greater friends, have become, mm-hmm. you know, a positive influence on me, which is great. Right. And I yeah. don't find negative. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of it too. Like just knowing to have a support system, whatever that looks like for you and because if your family is not supportive, that can be really difficult and navigating that because you want to like tell them about how all the amazing things that you're doing, but you also want to talk about the struggles, but sometimes you can't tell them about the struggles because then they're like, oh, this isn't working. Yeah, you need to that. go we back to the beginning. The whole we told you so. Yeah. So I think it's just really focusing on who is going to be there to be supportive, no matter what that looks like, whether it's friends, a significant other um your family your immediate family whoever it is but i think if you don't have that support with your immediate family it's really finding your tribe or like-minded entrepreneurs like finding something in your area maybe meet on uh, meetup.com like anything because there's just so many things out there now and i think it makes it so much easier because we do have social media to connect us so even if you are feeling alone i think that that's the best solution is to find a group that's going to mesh well with you yeah so we'll go back to me and my 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 negative three months of skepticism over my other half yeah so so this is the relationship side of business and balancing your relationship so i was negative she cried we argued we didn't talk this that the other and i did everything i did everything everyone else does i googled um i looked up reviews i did this that the other um and then after that three months, as I said before, my missus doesn't have quit in her. She doesn't quit. She just doesn't. She's just going to go through whatever anyone else says. Don't care. Not listening to you. I know what I want. I know what I can achieve. I know what my why is. And this is her brilliance. She's so strong on her why that nothing can deviate her, her way from what she wants to achieve. Because she knows mm-hmm. what it is. She's also a fantastic coach to people. Um, it's something she's never done before. She never had the confidence before she started this business. But we were sat around um, end of the month yesterday around a friend's house um, doing the end of month business stuff that we all do. And she was in the garden coaching one of her team um, on Facebook, like, Facebook chat, whatever it was, video chat. And our friend just looked at me across the table and went, how good is she? I was like, yeah, she's really good coaching. She went, she's phenomenal. Like she's just mm-hmm. Because she's driven and she knows her why and touch, she knows how to pass it on to other people and her energy is so high and everyone else is like, brilliant, I know what I'm doing, thanks for the support and everything. Um, her ratio of one-to-ones and sign-ups is one of the highest in our area, probably within our business itself. Her only wow. downfall is she doesn't book enough one-to-ones because she then goes and concentrates on the team she's got because she's a giving person. Mm-hmm. And she can't back away from them. She's she's learning now. Um, and that's you know, that's a small fault in her business and she knows it, so she's identified it, which is great. That's the one thing you need to do whenever you go through, identify the problem. And now she's mm-hmm. working on look, I need to let my team run. I'm here when you need me, but I'm not gonna carry you all away. Um but right. because she's high energy and she understands the business, she's able to explain the business to people, she's able to explain the benefits beyond the money, beyond the time leverage, and everything else that a network marketing business give you or even starting your own business can give you so starting your own business like i said the dog walking is never going to give me time leverage because i'm trading time for money but i understand that i understand that it's my time it's my money i've chosen to do that it's not like i've gone to another company to work because i need to pay bills but i understand that and she's really good at explaining this to people and people get it Um, Mm -hmm. so it's great to watch 
um, but the first three months I did see it go up and down on a roller coaster because first three months of any business, first year of any business, you may not see growth. You know, for me in dog walking, I was lucky because I had a great plan. Um, I knew what my USP was for other companies. I'd seen what they were doing and took, took complete loss and did something else. So my business grew really quickly. Now that's rare, rare, especially in the UK for a business last longer than a year um, as a startup, especially in something so random like dog walking. It's not, people always say, it's, what a strange job you do. I'm like, yes, but I'm happier. I work technically less hours than I do my old job. I don't work weekends and it's all money for me. So mm-hmm. who's winning this situation? Exactly, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we spent these three months arguing um, and then I did the good thing of being, being a good boyfriend and I bought some products from her business. And I then slated the products because I bought stuff that was to do with something I knew about. So it was nutrition. So I was like, well, I know nutrition. I've been in the gym. I've trained all my life. These nutrition products are rubbish without me swearing. I don't want to swear. I'm trying to keep these podcasts as clean as I can. Um, so mm. although they do say people that swear actually have a higher intelligence because you have a wider vocabulary. So <laughs> I like that. True story. Um, so. I tried some products and then I was like, oh, I'll give them a go, whatever. And then they were really good. So I was like, oh, okay, they're actually quite good. I'm not, I'm not going to tell her that. I'm a man. <laughs> I can't, can't tell her after I've just slated it for three months that, you know, it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then the, the kind of penny dropped when my friends started to buy stuff from her. And I was like, hang on a minute. These are my friends. Mm-hmm. Why can't they buy from me? Why don't I do this business? If it's that, if it is that, you know, in, in the smallest nutshell, not easy. It's simple, yeah. but it's not right. easy. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of it is people buy products from your, your shop and you earn some money. That's it. Exactly. And I have plenty of friends that would buy stuff from me. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to do this business. And, and she just kind of looked at me, was really excited um, and all that kind of stuff. And now growing, going on mm-hmm. because we both understand the business now, when she has a down moment, I get it. I understand now. Whereas those first three months when she was getting down and this, that, the other, and this name was mentioned and this name was mentioned and they've done this and this, I didn't kind of, I was like, I don't get it. What, what, what are you moaning about? I don't, I don't understand. But now that I'm in the business, I kind of get, you know, and you, you, the secret to it is not to compare yourself to others within the business. Other people mm-hmm. achieve things greater speed than you do um, earn a greater income than you do and that's in any industry you know you may be the same qualified lawyer at the same university with the same length of time but they just may land a better client and from that their their income comes bigger because they've landed one good client and word of mouth spreads so but they may be no more intelligent than you you may have the same degree level Mm -hmm. the same grades and everything throughout and that's just the way it works so i kind of now understand and i'm more supportive than i was for the first year um, it was difficult because I, I joined the business and I did all the training. And I've attended everything. And I've done all the stuff that you should do as a network marketer. But because I then realized that, look, I'm more than intelligent enough to start my own business. Now let's start a business that I can quit what's bringing me down, which was my security industry. That was bringing me down. And let me start a business that I know that I can earn an income that can support me while I'm growing my network marketing business. Because I think okay. those that just jump out and think, I'm going to earn thousands and quit the job and go jump straight into network marketing and making a big mistake. You need to have a job. You need to have a second income um, while you're building network marketing. So whether that's your decluttering your life business, um, mm-hmm. for me, it was my security to start with. And I thought, well, I can grow a business. Security is not making me happy. It's not making me healthy. It's not making me a great person to be around. I'm just going to quit. 
and I was quite lucky, as I said before, my boss, super supportive, knew why I was quitting, told me to go for it. It wasn't like, oh, can you just, you know, they, they wanted me to stay for one more season, but he's like, I'm not going to make you stay. If you can help out, help out. If you can't, you can't. Brilliant. And I mean, he's been an entrepreneur, but he started a business where he was 19. So he understands business. He is an entrepreneur. He's a very right. well-read man. Mm-hmm. So now that as a, we move on in the, in the network marketing business business, I know when to support her. Mm-hmm. I know when she's feeling down. I know why she's feeling down. Yeah. It is difficult um, because she is my upline. So um, as they all send network marketing, positivity only goes down, negativity goes up. But as her partner and her boyfriend, I have to deal with the negativity of it as well. So I have to find that right balance for me and her where right. I know she's going to be negative and it's going to affect my network marketing business in a bit because that's just, you know, if she's had a bad yeah. month, I then drop my network marketing because your brain triggers, well, if she's not doing well, I'm not doing well in it. Do you know what I mean? That, and you've got to override that in your head. You've got to say, look, it's just one of these things. It happens in my dog walking business. And that's what I explained to her. Mm-hmm. When I have half term or summer holidays or Easter holidays, I have a few teachers whose dogs I walk. They're on holiday. They don't want their dog walking. So I lose a few dogs. Right. But I know that. I know that's going to happen. And you know, it's the same network marketing business. You know when your peak periods are, um, depending on what your business is. So ours is product-based. So we know... Around Christmas time, we're going to do round. We know rounds, you know, holidays like Mother's Day, Father's Day, things like that. We know we're going to do well because people are going to buy, are looking to buy presents, so we can support that. And you know, we do a nutrition program, so we know that those key times that the gyms get hit hard. So January, New Year's resolutions, May, June, July, summer bodies coming in, and then people want to lose weight for the Christmas parties. So we know there's three times when you're probably going to get an influx in people trying to lose weight, uh, trying to improve skin, whatever they're trying to do. So we know we can support them there. So we know those kind of, those trends. And because I know it as well as she knows it now, I know that when she comes, because her network marketing business is taken off and that's going to be her full-time thing. I'm still going to have my dog thing to fall back on. I know that I can support her. And if I need to stop doing so much network marketing because i know i'm getting income from this um i schedule my time i'm still consistent with what i do but i reschedule it around so i've got time to spend with her because i know that she needs the break as well and she's one of these people that won't take a break unless you tell her so i'll say to her what are you doing this week she's like i'm busy this 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 i've got wednesday off but i might be doing this i'm like right you got wednesday off yeah yeah great we're going to the cinema oh okay cool and we schedule that Mm -hmm. and then she can't do anything around that so it's almost like i am her second diary so she has a diary she writes everything down in and then i'm a second one just to give her a nudge and say if you've got free time we're going to spend some time together because you don't want the business either businesses or either of our businesses overtaking our relationship life otherwise you're going to lose that contact and relationship and that has happened and we've addressed it and we kind of understand where it goes and we build on it so yes yeah, so that's our kind of relationships business now i know you're not in a relationship and mm-hmm. you're now, you're now going to be like, don't ask me a silly question. Don't put me on the spot. But okay. as a, as a single lady, mm-hmm. it is, you have been on dates. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I have. How, how do you balance the dating scenario? Because obviously you, I think for you, um, this is, this is me, my own personal opinion, mm-hmm. because you've already got a, the business mind, you're already entrepreneurial you've not got anyone in your relationship contact that's going to be negative on you to start with. So you are your own and you've got your family. So when you're dating, you must be looking for somebody that is already there rather than trying to, you know, my, my, my good girlfriend had to convince me about network marketing. She had to convince me. Now I am a network marketer and I get the business. But mm-hmm. I was a negative start with. You haven't got that. So 
does that make it harder to date somebody because you know what, exactly what you're looking for and you don't have to mold anything or do you just go with the flow and hope they understand? Well, that's a loaded question. It's not, um, it's not loaded. It's, kidding, you know, no, no, no. It's kind, I, it's kind of loaded. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I had to call you out on it. But I think like overall, it's really, a, it's about going with the flow. But I mean, I think anybody who is single and like trying to like build businesses and like have time for yourself, have time for your friendships, have time to go to the gym, like have time for it all. It is very difficult, but you have to make it kind of another priority. Like if you really want to meet somebody and build a relationship with them, that's another thing you're building. And it's, do you really want that or not? And it's also like having somebody who's going to be very open-minded and understand where you're coming from. Because this actually happened a lot. Like when I was back in California, um, when I would date, it would be difficult because I was working on my doctorate degree. I was working full-time as a therapist or intern. And I was trying to stay fit and like go to the gym and like do all these other things. I was in dance class. I was like doing a million things. But when it came to dating, I was making it an active role if I wanted to be in a relationship. And like the people that I had encountered, a lot of them were entrepreneurs. um, So they had that business mind. Um, Some were not, but I think it comes down to like making things a priority. And because I've always had a lot on my plate, but I think in my earlier 20s, I never really made it a priority because I had this end goal and that's all I was focused on. And that's why I think work-life balance is so important because I didn't have it at all. It was all about work versus life. So now like putting myself out there again, it's a little bit different. And yes, I know what I want because I'm very intuitive of that, but I think it's more making plans and like if they cancel, like it's just kind of, I don't, I mean, like you and I both know, we both don't have time to waste and it's very precious to us because we can never get that time back. So they have to be somebody I really want to spend time with um, outside of my work and my business and everything else that I have going on. So I think it's really being just aware of where your time's going and like making, if it's a priority, then you make it a priority or if you're just having fun, whatever it may be, because I'm sure like the entrepreneurs that are listening, some are very different, like um, if they're single or married or whatever it may be. But I think being single, it is difficult to balance it all. But I know I keep going on a tangent, but I think it's more just making things a priority and understanding that you're on the same wavelength. I guess that's what I'm trying to say too, is being able to know that they're understanding because even like when I was working on my doctorate degree and like working and doing all those, I was in a relationship and he was very understanding of like what I had to get done. And, but then like sometimes it would be hard because I was trying to juggle like friendships and like make time for them. And then I had no time for myself because I just didn't know how to organize my time. It was every free moment was be booked with some like, some plans or anything, but I didn't schedule time for me. Yeah. So that's where, where I think uh, it comes we'll, we'll, we'll come to the me time because I think I want to stand this yeah. area for a bit because obviously I've seen in the business, so obviously within, we both know within business, um, you'll end up reading books, you'll end up doing personal development, especially yeah. within network marketing. It's kind of a driven thing. Everyone does it. Everyone recommends a book. Everyone recommends a different you know, things like meditation. I'd never meditated before. Well, I said I ne- we've had this conversation that we'd never done. I have meditated without knowing about meditation as a 
purposeful putting it into my life i've just done it instinctively by cycling hiking running whatever it was i was doing that's as a form of meditation so we have these learnings so a lot of relationships that i've seen break down um and there's quite a few that i know close to me that you know these relationships break because that person grows beyond the other person and i think that's what was happening with myself and my girlfriend is she was growing so quick beyond me and i wasn't catching up because i wasn't on the same plane i wasn't doing the same personal development i didn't get what she was doing and it wasn't until i jumped in that i understand oh actually reading books actually is good meditation is actually good oh we can do things together that we come on this same this seems really weird because it's on video and i'm moving my hands and if you're on a podcast i was going no so i'm catching up with my other half in terms of personal development so as a single person mm-hmm. you're already developing yourself so you've got nobody to bring you down you've got right. nobody to say look come on my level come with me you can almost find somebody that's on your level already balanced yeah. and then hope that they're going to grow with you or find somebody almost that's beyond you that you can then aspire to be rather than yeah. I think and the problem is with relationships when we're younger and this is just because of biology don't take the wrong way everyone goes on looks mm-hmm. you have not, to be physically attracted to them yeah and, and but as we're older and we learn up beyond ourselves that there is more to it. That there is a physical attraction still, but there's also a higher connection, a bond, an understanding yeah. of each other. So yes, it's still going to be physically attracted to them. Otherwise, it's going to break down. But right. I think as younger people, and we've talked about education, we're not training personal education, we just go on looks. And this can come from social media, as we've said before, um, the bad influence of social media. Um, and I know we're going to do a podcast on body imaging and damaging social media. Mm-hmm. We'll come to those on another one. Um, right. But you are developing yourself mentally mm-hmm. with your businesses, you're growing. So you grow as a person. Right. So do you now on the dating scene, you, you must see people that when you were younger, you'd have gone, I'd have really gone for them because hey, mm-hmm. they're athletic. They're really good looking. Um, yeah. they look like they're fun to be around, but then you'll look and go, well, actually, Am I going to be mentally stimulated by them? That must yeah. Be, you, you need the whole package now. Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, I think as I've grown and developed, just, I mean, like there's so many individuals that have like continue to grow, but I think looks obviously stand out first and foremost because you're like physically drawn to them. And, but now I think as I, I'm, in my late twenties, it, it is very different. And I think I look at, can you carry a conversation? Are you adding value to my life? Because I love my life. And for me to make time, they have to be like a substance and somebody like I really value who they are as a person, but also they're going to add to like help me grow because I can always grow and I feel like I can always improve. So I want to be able to grow with somebody. And I am very particular about that because it is my time and their time too. I don't want to waste their time, you know, but I think it does go to the factor of their personality overlooks wholeheartedly. So that's, that's your complete. So you've, but you admit as a younger, a younger female, yeah. let's say when you're at university, because college is a crazy time, everyone's drinking, everyone's partying, everyone's having fun. And a little bit of education goes on in your first couple of years until you really knuckle down. Um, and that's when you start to become, you know, masters, doctorates, etc. And I think that's mm-hmm. where people develop further. So right. 
I don't want to dwell on this too much because I know you're probably going to get really embarrassed because you but I know you're excited about the relationship one because this this was your family relationship and I know you were kind of like nah, I know you're going to pick on me for being single now I'm not picking on you because it's actually interesting to me because yeah I've always been in serious relationships um mm-hmm. pretty much all my life I've did the single thing while I was at university um as we said it was that was part of growing up as I will say part of growing up was being the single having fun meeting new people doing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then I got into serious relationships now I find I'm better in a serious relationship I find that I'm a better person I'm concentrating um that's just me I don't mm-hmm. know maybe it's because I've never been single I don't know but I'm happy etc and we go from there but I want to the problem I have in, probably we both have in our relationship with me and my other half is finding time for ourselves. So me time, me time. Now we are getting much better at it, much, much better. We're now able to say, I'm going to go do this. You go do that. Whereas before, yeah. and I think the problem with that is because when you're so busy, but you want to see each other and you've only got small windows of time, you try and see each other in every moment you've got. So right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we may all be busy doing business, doing business in the evenings, meetings during the day on Saturday, and then we get Sunday and we just spend it together because we do, and then then it all kicks off again. So we're never finding time just to be ourselves. I mean, people say to me, "Hang on, you just walk dogs on your own." So technically, I am on my own, but it's, I've still got responsibility to the dogs. It's still something to do. It's not me time as such. Yes, I listen to audios, and yes, I may not. I just may walk in the woods, but I've still got responsibility. Mm-hmm. so for you must must be easy because <laughs> you can just go <laughs> i'm having me time and nobody can tell me not to yeah um yeah. <laughs> that was a really like yes it is i'm so proud of that fact no um, i think i've never been selfish with my my time until like i had hit burnout but i because i would always fill my time with oh let's go out for dinner. Let's go to the movies. Let's do A, B, C, and D. And I never gave myself time to just like chill out. I didn't know how to like sit still. And sometimes like I, it comes back. I'm like, whoa, I got to check myself. But now I think like, even though I don't have a relationship, I think it, it's just, it's different where I could be like calling friends up like, Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. But because I'm so self-aware of like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm getting close to burnout or I'm like feeling that I need to take a step away. I need to like go meditate. I need to like maybe take a hot bath and just like hang out, listen to like some meditating music, um, have a candle or oils, like something like that. Like that's my like me time. And being able to do that is very important, whether I'm in a relationship or not, whether I'm dating or not. But I think it's really scheduling that and I do a really good job now and just like even like having a face mask and like being able to take care of myself, I think is so vital because if I don't take care of myself, who's going to take care of me? Like that's what it comes down to. That's the the only uh, negative of being single, I suppose. You've you've literally got to take care of yourself. So we can can lean on each other in a relationship and, you know, I can say, look, you're burning out or she can say, look, you're doing too much. Go and do something else. Um, Yeah. And you know what? But I think too, like, I mean, my family is like, because I burned out, (laughs) like they know it and they see it. And like, I mean, they could check me, but I think I'm so much more aware now that I do it on my own. But I mean, it's always good to have the reminders and like an outside perspective because I tend to push it sometimes, like push the envelope and I need to like reel it back a little bit. 
But I think like as a single person, it is a lot easier, but being in a relationship or dating or like getting in friend time, it is really important that you schedule it out and like make it a non-negotiable, like date nights, Friday night or whatever it may be, because I think that's important or a date night with yourself. Like I, like, like you were saying, going to the cinema, like I love going to the movies by myself. Like I want to be able to like just enjoy the movie, get my own perspective I love that stuff, but that's you, just you me. Just don't, you just don't like sharing popcorn. That's, that's it. That's, oh my God, I could eat a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only surprised. go to myself because if I go with somebody, they want to eat my popcorn and it's my popcorn. Get off And that's popcorn, like my favorite food ever, but um, <laughs> that's besides the point. Mm. So I think though it's scheduling that time and like I did a lot of work, like self-awareness work and like just working on me. And I think that's what led to now I know when I want to give up my time because I am very selfish with my me time because I'm constantly working. Um, well, not constantly, <laughs> I should rephrase that, <laughs> but I am constantly trying to like balance it all now. Like once I put more on my plate, now I'm learning to like take things off my plate or saying no to things like we were talking about last week. Mm. And I think that's the biggest part, like having boundaries with non-negotiables of date nights and date with yourself, like friend days, like being able to do it all. And I think too, with relationships, it can become very difficult when you have the same friend group and like that, I don't think should count as like, Oh, our one date night because we're with all our friends because you want to have that build that with your significant other as well. Yeah. I think, I think that's, 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 that's a good thing. Cause um, with our relationship, me and, me and my other half, we have different mm-hmm. friends. I mean, we are, I'm, going well with her friends but we do have different friends groups in, in a way because there is an age difference for one so that's that's one thing that makes a difference um but mm. we come from different social backgrounds as well so we you know it's not like and i do see you know and we, we referred to this in the last episode we're friends friends was a program with six friends and in the end they all end mm, up yeah. together and i think that that happens around the world you know, if you stay together in large groups your friends are going to end up being with each other and that's just going to happen um yeah. And that changes, obviously, when people go to university, the further they go away or if they travel, um, if they're that kind of spiritual person, they want to just travel the world, take gap year or whatever. They meet new people. And that's when friendship groups grow, really, is when one of your friends is more progressive and more doing stuff. So um, on me time, so you talk about baths and oils and whatever you're doing. But me time to me isn't just meditating. Okay, that is great for your me time. But... Again, it's doing, I mean, I go back to being an individualistic person. So cycling to me on my own is me time. It's mm-hmm. doing something I enjoy for me. Yes, it's exercise. Yes, I can schedule it in. But sometimes I just take out my BMX. I have a really retro BMX. I look really funny, a massive guy on a small BMX. <laughs> but that for me, riding along the seafront is me time. Getting the you know, music on, whatever. You know, listening to music. doesn't have to be meditative yeah. music. Just bang on something and sing. I do that. I can't sing for toffee i couldn't hit a correct note if you told me to um although i am kind of musically inclined so i can play instruments but i just can't sing um i did try one as a kid it was hilarious um but me time doesn't you know i think we all look at me time we look at 
going to spas you know that's you know for, especially for females i mean i go to spas i mean it sounds weird but most, mainly yeah. females and i have face masks people think i'm weird i don't care no, a lot Whatever. of men do yeah 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 they do nowadays you know mm-hmm. everyone is now very metrosexual i learned this the other day from one of my um my gay friends he said you're very metrosexual i was like am i i come from a security background i'm supposed to be manly and he's like no look at the way you dress i was like okay fair enough whatever um i'll go with it it's fine um so yeah i'm you know just doing that it doesn't i don't want people to think me time is it's that stereotypical thing again of yoga meditation you know i think when we talk about meditation last time you become stereotypical me time is you know meditation is that 20 minutes to an hour silence monks buddhist it's not and me time shouldn't be the same me time shouldn't be sitting around with your legs crossed in complete silence me time just means you on your own no friends no girlfriend no family turn the phone off like you said go to the cinema that's me time yes Mm -hmm. you'll get external stimulus me Mm -hmm. cycling on my own me time playing golf i play golf on my own that's weird apparently people should play in more than one but i like to go around a golf course quickly be me hit a ball just be that's it fine and i enjoy that and that's me time you know phones off whatever but i don't want the stereotypical things we talked about this in meditation i don't want people to think me time is sat around um mm-hmm. burning oils and being that kind of yeah. candle person and well, I think- it can be if that's you great do it yeah totally no, I- do it go for it <laughs> And I think that that's part of it, but I think like everybody has different things, like whether it's music, whether it's, um, reading a book, reading Read a book, a book like, that isn't personal development. That's a good one that I learned from a friend of mine who did a lot of personal development reading. Um, and he, he loves reading. Um, mm-hmm. and then he realized he was losing his passion for reading novels and, you know, fiction books and everything else. So he was like, I'm going to go back to reading that. So he takes time out of his week to read a harry potter or whatever they that he's into something that those kind of things and that was something that's got him driven again because he said i was losing contact because i was thinking i needed to read because that's what we're taught now martin read 20 minutes a day watch a video do all those kind of you know, triple threat things um and he was losing his passion for that and his passion is in literature so we went back to reading books and it balanced him out yeah no and i think that's a great example and i think also too like when i was living in california hiking was my like serenity and i know i talked about that in the meditation but that was my me time where i was able to just be on top of a mountain and look down and see all this beauty around me and nature and just really taking it in and that's when i was able to like clear my head clear my mind and just enjoy the moment because i didn't know how to enjoy the moment i was always on the go i would enjoy like the time around but i think that's when me time is so important to just be able to enjoy your own company. Because if you don't enjoy your own company, who's going to enjoy your company, right? Yeah. Like that's how I kind of think. And I don't know, that's just my personal opinion. But I think that's what it comes down to. Like it could be whatever makes you happy, just doing it by yourself. Even if, like you take yourself out to dinner, like you're getting extra um, or stimulus around you, but you're, enjoying your own company you're able to like sit and eat a meal by yourself and just enjoy the atmosphere yeah and i, I think mean, that's, again that goes back to that negative connotation it's like oh look at that poor girl over there eating on her own nobody wants and to i'm do like that. this is great yeah I mean, <laughs> if that's what you do then that's it and, it, and right. the hardest the hardest not thing, judging it no yeah people people do that's just people are going to judge you but that's on them it's not on you don't take mm-hmm. offense by it that's their them it's projection it yeah yeah it's projection that's the word i was looking for um the hardest, and this is why I want people to get around. So you're in a relationship 
and you need to tell your other half, you need me time. That could be one of the biggest bombs you throw into a relationship. If you've been around each other all the time, you're never apart. Um, and that happened to me. You know, you never want to leave. You never want to do this. You're helping doing that. You're doing the business together. And you just say, well, I'm going to spend this time with me. They're like, why? Yeah, that can happen. Unless your person, mm-hmm. it, you know, the person you're dating is as developed as you. So my other half is yeah. quite understanding. So she'll be like, fine, that's fine. Um, we have a little <laughs> code words that um, mm-hmm. basically, if we're annoying each other, we say, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna need an hour and we may disappear for three hours. But we know that the reason is because we both need to have a break. We both need to yeah. get away from each other. Not because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, the problem is if you stay, you're damaging your relationship more. That's what I want to put out. If you stay and can't take me time away from each other um, and you're just being around each other, even if you're just bickering at each other, blah, 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 and you just, if you can't pick up on the fact that you're doing that and you need to go away and separate and then come back together, you know, staying in that negative bickering relationship because you're there constantly and you're doing it and you're not taking time for yourself. When you take time for yourself, all this drifts away, all this negativity in the relationship. And you know, unfortunately, every relationship, you're going to have arguments. You can't not have an argument. You're going to have a, difference of opinion you're going to have a disagreement you're going to be annoyed because somebody's late you're going to be annoyed because somebody forgot something yeah that's that's human nature but what we're both learning is that we can forgive these things quicker at the beginning um when i wasn't developed i snapped everything you're late you've on this you've done that now i'm like ah you're late it's fine yeah Yeah, because you've become understanding and you know like where she's coming from and i think that's so important but i think like being able to have that separation is so important too. Like where you're not with each other all the time and all your free time is going to that one individual. It can really be damaging. And that's like, I think when it becomes unhealthy, like there's a fine line because you can spend a lot of time with your significant other. You want to. And and it's hard to say that. I mean, that's, that's, you know, if, if you don't want to spend time with them, then you probably want to question why you're in the relationship. I mean, that's right. But I'm saying like all your time, because I think like there comes a point where you need to really have balance in all areas. And it is difficult. I'm not saying it's easy by any means, because I know it's difficult. And like, we've talked about it though, like, but being able to like have time for the things that are important in your life. And I feel like relationships are the most important thing out of everything, because that is that human connection and it's great, like we're building businesses, but at the end of the day, we want to be able to share that. We want to show like our friends, our family, the people we love and care about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I think that's like, I mean, family and relationships are the most important thing to me. My business comes second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, business, your business is your business. So your, yeah. family, your family's not going anywhere. You can't pick your family. Um, unless you subscribe to that completely spiritual thing where you do pick your family before you're born. Um, and that is something that I've looked at. It's something mm-hmm. that interesting. Um, I've had this interest in spiritualism and religion and the balances. So it's something that I'm kind of, we are going to definitely do something on this podcast because this is, some, this is a rabbit hole I'm going to fall down at some point and never come out of if we don't talk about it. But finding a relationship where that person is your cheerleader you know, yeah. there's that song, um, I found myself a cheerleader. I don't know if anyone's heard that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Really cheesy, really bad. And I forgot about that song. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, you find cheerleaders. Your family are normally your biggest cheerleaders, but there will be negative people in your family. Right. That's it. You can't have mm-hmm. 100% positivity people all the time. So for you, I know you're going to find that person through dating because you're, you know what you're looking for, which is great. Yes. 
Um, if you're in a relationship, you need to understand that your partner, especially well, I didn't understand again, my partner was growing quicker than I was and I needed to grow to catch up and develop that relationship close together, which is great. If you're both growing together, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's one of those, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful things. But if you grow apart, as I said, we've seen in the business, someone has grown beyond their partner because their partner doesn't understand or stays stagnant, doesn't want to move, doesn't want to do what they've done so long, then they drift apart. And, you know, that's, that's probably the best for both of them, to be fair, because this yeah. person isn't going to be happy and the person that's growing is not going to be happy that they can't go beyond because they're almost like a hot air balloon. They're trying to take off, but the tethers are still being held until, you know, that, that tether's cut. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I kind of look at it as like you're on an elliptical, like with a relationship. There's a lot of back and forth and it's just, but you're gliding together. Like it stays together, but you're moving like 80-20, 60-40, 50-50, but you're always on the same page. Like yeah. when one's like maybe struggling a little bit, the other one picks you up and like yeah. having that um, balance, I guess. I just wanted yeah. to mention that example. Otherwise you'd fall off the elliptical machine. You'd look really stupid in the gym. But yeah. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> if you got to look that way. But, but I'm think, saying like being able yeah. to be on the same page and like being able to glide together. Yeah, definitely. Because you're never going to be 100% at the same time, like no. all the time. No. If you are, then... Yeah question something else there's something else missing in that relationship yeah Yeah. if you are 100 percent perfect each other then something else isn't growing around you so if you are an entrepreneur but your relationship's 100 then maybe your business isn't growing because you're both not growing as people um that sounds really negative but it's you know look at what you're doing you know those strong entrepreneurial people have strong backings one of the biggest females in ours her other half is a football coach um an american football coach because they're american couple and he coaches her without being in the business because he's her biggest cheerleader and supports all the way. And when she quits, being the coach mentality, as he says, you can't quit. There's no way you're going to quit. There's no quit in this game. You're never going to win. And she goes, fair enough. And she carries on. And now she is a multi-million pound earner. You know, got all the free time in the world. Her kids are amazing. You know, she's just one of those, those inspirational people. But without that husband who isn't in the business, who just believes in it, understands it, got it, and is a coach, um, outside in the sporting arena, um, he knew that she couldn't quit. I mean, she had a sporting background. She was a um, an all American athlete, I believe, in athletics and something else. So she was, you know, she was one of those kind of driven people, anyway. Um, but finding those cheerleaders is great. So if your relationship, if your partner isn't your cheerleader, then you need to speak to them and explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, how they can help you. Um, just talk to them and I think that's a lot from relationships no one talks to each other they just yeah. shut off and go if you're not if you're not support me I'm going anyway and yeah. that's what breaks down the key to any like successful relationship is communication yeah yeah and there's so many it's ways to nice. communicate nowadays it's just one of those things so I we're coming up to the hour um, and we'd like to keep these at an hour I know we could talk about time management in relationships business personal life friendships whatever for and we probably will do other podcasts on time management because I know this is, and as I said in the last podcast last week, this was exciting for me because this is the doctor's, where one of the doctor's businesses is. She is a declutter your life coach. Um, she helps busy entrepreneurial women. Um, Google Dr. Caroline Iskovitz. There's only one in the world. Is that right? There's only one if you Google it. I, I didn't Google it, but I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah, there's only, there's only one website yeah. that says Dr. Caroline Niskovitz. Yeah, it's the only website. Yeah. yeah. So you can get in touch with her um, if you're looking for some tips um, and some coaching. Um, and I know you run some fantastic courses for entrepreneurial women. Um, 
And I know you're excited about the relationship one because we were going to talk about family relationships or background, which we did at the beginning. And I know you were nervous because you were worried I was going to mention about you dating. <laughs> and you, you weren't too bad. You, you, I'm a little bit embarrassed. And it is embarrassing. No, you know, I'm good. You know, it, it's, you know yeah. it's important. I think like people should know like the ins and outs, right? Yeah, like, I definitely, mean, definitely. So we'll wrap, it up, we'll wrap it up there because I don't want to ask any more loaded questions or uh, upset Thank the you. doctor anymore. So uh, <laughs> as we say, no topic is off limits unless the doctor says so. And she said I could talk about this. So we're, we're fine with it. I did. That's I did. basically I did. her own fault. So, so that's, um, that's time management part two done. Um, so I'd just like to say thank you for listening and we'll see you all next week. Bye guys.